0: the honesty too of just like this works this doesn't work and I think just you as a person like it's just been awesome to connect with you and be open and and share your advice in the industry and with me has been super great and then obviously like the content right the books the resources the speakers um everything that we've done I mean it's been an awesome awesome experience
1: you're listening to selfish This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here's your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. Brooklyn, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited for our conversation. Hi, Allie. I'm so excited too. (laughs) So kick us off and tell us about yourself. Okay.
0: Well, my name is Brooklyn Beckerson. I am a Um, full-time freelance graphic designer and podcaster. Um, I'm a mom and a wife. And so I am very like full-time work mode, full-time mom mode, um, and trying to find kind of that sweet spot of balancing the two. When I get spare time, um, (laughs) I too love to read. I'm such a dork. My favorite genre is like motivational, inspirational books and genres. Like I just love a good... (laughs) Boost up. Um, I, you know, hang out with my family and my son who I love. Um, I play video games. I do like them when I have spare time. But for the most part, my husband makes fun of me because he says I don't have any hobbies. He, of course, is a man of many hobbies. But Mm -hmm. he's like, you you know, and I'm like, you know, my work is my hobby. I just I really love encouraging and creating stuff for my clients and for my friends and family. And so it's always just been, you know, that saying of like you know, you, you love what you do. You feel like you never work a day in your life kind of thing. Yes. That's that's how I've always felt
1: about design. Yeah. And when is mama going to have time for these hobbies? So exactly. (laughs) Well, and Brooklyn and I got to, um, got to talk about country living because she has recently moved out to the country. And although I grew up out out in the country, recently returned to the country. And although there's a few more field mice than I would care to deal (laughs) with, um, like that's what the cats are for. And um, it's just so peaceful. So we've gotten to talk about that and um, bond over that experience. But I want you to share with the listeners a little bit about your professional career and journey with this career up to this point so far?
0: Yes, I love this too. And I I love i love how my journey has kind of changed over the years i feel like i've truly touched in so many different pieces of my industry and so it's really really cool to see look back and see
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um so i'm a 90s kid if you want to do the math on that and see how old i am (laughs) i um i grew up with windows paint like my parents dell computer And I was obsessed with this thing. Like I would jump on every day after school and I would play with paint because you could create art digitally. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, And that was when I was younger. So then when I went to high school, I had my first graphic design class in high school and that made me realize, whoa, like, number one, this is a thing. You can do this for a living. Um, and I really, I mean, I got an A in the class. I loved that class. And so I actually went to college pursuing a career in graphic design. Um, and I went to EKU in Kentucky. And they have a great program. And they actually kind of force you. you, they tried to get you to take a wide range of art classes in addition to the graphic design. So I was able to really touch on like all the things I loved as being an artist, but really honing in on um, graphic design and how I could really utilize all that together. Looking back, I think I would have double majored because I love marketing and communication. And I realize now um, working in the field that it's such a big part of it. And it's something I feel passionate about, but, um, you know, I, I went to college and, you know, I did internships in college and started to jump right into the workforce with freelance and stuff. So it's been about eight years now. And one of the first things I was drawn to was agencies. I wanted to work for an agency. It was so glamorous. And like I said, I was I was very interested in marketing communication and I said, man, I just really want to work for like a big agency. I actually applied to San Francisco. This is right out of college. So oh, wow. I applied to San Francisco, places out there, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, where is the other ones? There was one in New York and Cincinnati. And I remember just being like, I just want to be like the biggest designer, whatever. And mm-hmm. none of those things panned out which is fine because it's a blessing in disguise because yeah. as I started to really get into the field, I decided like I don't know if I like working for an agency. like I I didn't know if I really liked um, that really like plug and chug um, kind of, thing that came with the agency life. And Mm -hmm. so I did that for a couple years, learned a lot, a lot, a lot about client interaction and um, deadlines and time management. It was a great way for me to get introduced to the field. And then around that time, I was like, you know what, I need something kind of slower paced, like I'm looking for something else. And so I went to in-house design and in-house design is where you work for a company, you know, solely in-house. And I worked for a restaurant company and I and I loved it, um, but again, it was still it was it was too slow, and it wasn't quite right. It didn't feel like the right fit. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed over the years—it's been eight, you know, eight years now—what I noticed is that I wasn't working on things that I felt passionately about. And although I was in a space where it was like go go go, you know, I felt like I was being um, pushed us like a robot to create art. And like, that wasn't passionate for me. Yeah, and then, and then I go to in-house design and I was just like, well, this, this is too slow for me. And I also like, I do love what I work on, but I just have all, I would find myself sitting at my desk being like, I just, I have all these ideas and passions and things that I want to do. Um, but felt like I just have to keep working this nine to five job to make, you know, an income, I didn't think it was a possibility. Fast forward to, of course, the pandemic. And um, it kind of put me in a corner where I realized there is no safe or secure job, truly. Um, things can happen. And, you know, I was furloughed for my job. Now, it was kind of a weird situation, COVID, right? But um, but it made you realize, like, if you, if you're going to do something that you believe in and you feel passionate about it, do it and do it now. And I kind of was like, all right, like, I feel like I'm being called home. And um, so I spent time with my family. I spent time developing who I wanted to be, what I wanted to be as a graphic designer. And I started to do freelance work part-time. And that was where I kind of really discovered um, what I am passionate about. And I don't think that I could have found that or experienced that if I didn't have the other two steps first. Mm -hmm. Um, If I would have jumped right into freelance, I think... Um, In my professional journey, I would have, I don't want to say failed, but I I probably would have fumbled a lot more. Mm -hmm. I think it's those connections I made early on and the things that I learned um, that helped kind of develop who
1: I am today with Freelance. Even my story is is similar in the sense that I would have never taken the jump on my own if I hadn't been pushed a little. Mm -hmm. And God knows those things. He knows when we need um, those, those pushes that we're not a daredevil and we are that type A. So we have to have everything planned out. And so I would have never done that on my own. And so the The beauty of these stories is that we did have to go through those roles and that career journey to get the experience that we have now, but then... We Once we've gotten to that point, we just get the little push out of the nest and uh, we're on our own. So uh, I'm glad you shared that. And and I really feel like we connect on that as well because it, it is. It is a journey and it can be lonely. And unless you have people that are cheering you on from the sidelines, you can often get stuck in that um, mind game of like, what am I doing? And Why am I here? And should I be doing something else? Um, So that kind of leads us into the conversation about the VIP Accelerator. So why did you join the VIP Accelerator? Like
0: we just talked about, I really just started to shift my focus on how I viewed work, what I wanted to do in life, how I wanted to approach my business and my future. And Um, I knew deep down, I was like, you know, I am a service provider. I want to help people. Um, I want to be able to use my talents to, you know, I, I say in my stuff, it's like to glorify God ultimately is my biggest goal and to use my talents and steward them wisely to help others and to point back to him. And that was something that really came to light in the pandemic for me was it was like, okay, I feel passionately about providing good things for the community in the world. And that's what I want to focus on the most. How can I make that a career? How can I do that? And so I started to build my business. Well, when I heard about um, the VIP Accelerator, you know, you and I were actually connected through a colleague and friend of mine in the field. And, um, you know, I was struggling with my podcast I had launched this thing and I, you know, I said, I want to do this business. I want to help people. I want to motivate people, but I, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. And she said, You know, I got this great, this great friend of mine. She's got a podcast. She's great. You should connect with her. And I said, oh, Okay, okay. And so I did. And we had a video call and we talked. And I remember leaving that and telling my husband and being like, I, I have to pour into this. Like, I, w- I really want to pour into this. I believe in this. And, you know, this, this person, you know, I looked at, you know, fame and fortune, the website and all this stuff. And I said, this is really good. And I've always been taught that if you don't know how to do something, you can learn, you teach yourself. But if you're really struggling with something, get an expert, get someone who knows how to help you. Grow your podcast, for example, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, I need to connect more. Well, the more that we connected, that's when VIP Accelerate kind of popped up, and it was all of these bullet points of all of these things that I was like, yes, 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 this is what I want to start growing my business because it was at this point it was a little baby business, and I didn't really know what I was doing with it, and um, you know, I was really nervous to make that that jump, but ultimately it was it came down to. Do you want to pour into this? You know, do you want to um, nurture and grow this? And do you want someone to help you do this? And I think, yeah, at the end of the day, it was just like, I, I really want this for my company.
1: At the time we're recording this, we are just over halfway through. So we still have um, uh, several months to go. What has been your favorite part of the program thus far?
0: The group of women, these entrepreneurial, strong women who are all coming together in one spot. It's it's so cool. Like I haven't nurtured or grown grown my um Community friend groups in a while. Like, truthfully, like we have like two or three friends we talk to all the time. Maybe, you know, my mom, like people like that. I haven't been to, thanks to COVID, any like events or gotten to meet anyone new. And this group of women was like, okay, we all have the same goals and drive for the most part, where it's just like we care about our business. We're here to learn and to learn together. And like the community of women, like that network has been phenomenal because it's, Mm. I feel like I know these women and I've never met them in real life. (laughs) Um, And just being able to connect with them weekly, right? Through a chat, I look forward to that. But then individually, I've since reached out to and connected with like women in the group that, you know, we're trying to work on stuff together um, or we're building each other up or inspiring each other and, and pushing each other and rooting for each other. So that community is like, I have loved that. Um, so much and it has meant so much to me. I think the second one is probably honesty and transparency from you. Mm. Um, that was something like as a fellow like um, service provider and someone in who owns their own business, having another person not like Keep their secrets to themselves, or the best things to themselves. But they're like, this are these are all the things that have helped me. These are the things that work. And having that open, like transparency of like, this is how I run things on the back end. To kind of be like, she's sharing with me these secrets, like of how mm-hmm. to do this, and it makes you feel, um, yeah, very
1: like a, you get the behind the scenes, like look into into what a business takes and and you kind of feel like you're saying like, okay, what pieces do I need to implement now? Or what can I hold on to for six months down the road?
0: Yes. No, it's it's definitely, it's definitely very like, um, yeah, like looking through like here, you know, like when you see an example of something, you need a visual example of like this is how it works. Here's an mm-hmm. example of how it works. And you're able to like show that. And that's been really, really cool. And then um just like the, the honesty too, of just like this works, this doesn't work. And Mm -hmm. I think just you as a person, like it's just been awesome to connect with you and, um, be open and, and share your advice in the industry. And with me has been super great. And then obviously like the content, right? The books, the resources, the speakers, um, everything that we've done. I mean, it's been an awesome, awesome experience.
1: I'm so glad to hear that like you brought up community first because I think the uplifting nature of the ladies in the group really does make it such a bright spot in my week and it sounds like for everyone else as well and I think that's um, just so refreshing to hear because I can plan out content all day long I can hire speakers I can show you all back ends of websites and programs but I can't create the uplifting nature of the community. I can uh, inspire it and I can model it myself and hope that that turns out. But to me, that truly is just a testament to you all because that is really just the nature of who you are. And uh, we, we all just turn into cheerleaders for everyone's business. And that is really cool to see. And these are relationships that, you will have for the rest of your life. And truly, when you think about what stands and what is a good investment in your business in a career, I think about relationships that I built 10 years ago and how I'm still calling on those people. This is the same way. This is the way you can do it across the country uh, with women that are maybe not in conflicting industries, but in complementary industries where you can still learn and grow from each other. Um, But it it really just kind of uh, puts fuel on the fire to for all of us to just be uh, encouraging of one another. So I'm so glad to hear you say that.
0: Yes. And well, I want to add one more thing because yeah, Like you said there, like, I am such a habitual person. I love habits. I love habit building. And um, that's one of the things I talk about a lot on the podcast is building habits. But the one thing that really kept me coming back to this, right, because I was a little nervous to commit was this community was it was like, it got me excited. And I Mm -hmm. feel like, yeah, you can create content all day, which is good and helpful. But it's like, do I, do I have that drive to come back every day? And I felt like the community did that. Like Mm -hmm. it really, it really just, I want to see these women. I want to see what they're up to. I want to like
1: connect with them every, you know, every week. And um, yeah. It's fun. I think when you said that, it reminded me of like when we're reading things in the book and then we are addressing it on the next week's call and we're reflecting on it. And then when you hear the other ladies talk about, like, I read this in the book and then I went and changed it. And that ended up, booking a contract that was three times the amount that I normally would have charged because I implemented something we learned in the book. Like that's when I get fired up myself. Oh, yes. like, I can only <laughs> imagine like everybody else is like, oh, I have to do that too. Like yes. that's when you're like, okay, it's not just like a pie in the sky idea that a book talked about. Like somebody in our group actually went and did it and it worked. So um, yeah, that's really cool. And when you think about your business and how it's been implemented, Impacted by your role in this group, where do you feel like you have found the most clarity, or you've grown the most in your
0: business? Okay, you know this because we have had a many a one-on-one calls about this. <laughs> I, when I first approached the VIP Accelerator and my company and my business and everything that I had planned out, it is quite different um, now. Now exiting all of this, this program, and not like a lot, but what I mean by that is i thought that i had this idea for my company and i presented it you know and this is what i was trying to grow it wasn't working and the more we did our um connections and read books and had speakers and went through things and i started to realize through this course that i was looking at the right thing i wasn't really i wasn't really hitting it i I didn't quite understand. And I think like we met um, a couple of times and and you were like, you know, you are the service provider. You are the face behind what you're doing. Why are you hiding behind this brand? Um, And for me, it took a lot of like soul searching to be like, wait, why am I doing this? And really noticing that I was trying to mimic other companies that I saw in my in things I was interested in, I said, I want to be that. I want to do that. I want to do that. Instead of really honing in on who am I, what are my talents? What can I bring? And then really developing a brand from that. So it really transformed my brand. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like forever grateful for that. I really felt like you gave me not only the confidence to, um, be, be the brand essentially, right. To show my face and to start interacting with people, but also the clarity of like what I was doing. And I think Mm -hmm. all of that's what, like all of these books and resources and speakers, all of those things helped me to see, um, you know, I have something valuable. I have something to offer people and it's not exactly what I thought. Um, you know, i we talked about this. I was trying to, to divide two things. Um, my freelance capabilities and basically creating artwork for people. Right. And you were like, no, no, no. these things go together. They can be married together. And I think that was like a huge, like revelation for me to be like, whoa, like these are all intertwined and connected. And I am the face of that. And, um, being able to show up in confidence and clarity has really helped me. Um, and then also like, uh, batch prep, you know, batch prep work, there there's just so many things. I feel like this is like do the dang thing 101. Like this yeah, whole thing. Yeah. Like, there's so <laughs> many women coming at it from so many different perspectives and in, in areas of their business and I'm kind of like I said like the baby business. I'm just starting out. Um but you helped kind of form like okay this is what this actually looks like. And I wouldn't have seen that myself without someone with experience that knows that. Um, And that goes into batch prepping too. It's like I was spending so much time thinking, you know, I'm not being authentic if I don't come up with it today, if I don't come up with it right now. And you're like, No, like we batch prep, we sit down, we be intentional and purposeful and drive people um, to, you know, what we want to provide them. And you can't do that if you're not like sitting down and really making a plan. And it was when I started doing that stuff that I saw growth in my podcast and in my social media and in people commenting and responding and participating because they were like, you know, this actually makes sense, you know, I'm sure it did because before it was like, oh, I'm posting this thing and here's an inspirational quote. And I think that's good. You know, I don't know, but there was no goal. There was no call to action. There were no anything like that to help drive anything. And so you really brought forth a lot of clarity and a lot of confidence for me.
1: Um, And it's been a lifesaver. You fill me with so much pride having you say that. Like, like, it's so refreshing to hear that because I think... So often we are hesitant to be that personal brand. Mm-hmm. We Because when you're in a corporate environment, you don't really have a personal brand per se. You, maybe you do internally, but um, there's not really this mentality of, okay, with my marketing, I'm showing who I am, but I also show who what I do. There There is a shift that has to happen with that, and it can feel scary if you you know, haven't seen it done. But I think the beauty of the ladies in this group is we do have some that are very early on in their business, like yourself, but we have some that have been running businesses for 10, 15 years. And you are learning and seeing examples from them, but they are also kind of getting this like refresher course on everything that you, you, maybe be sharing in, in the group. And so it's like such a beautiful thing where you work together to really achieve the goals. And, um, but I'm, I'm just so proud to hear you say that because you truly have made a transformation in just the matter of months that we've worked together of, of saying like, this is what I think I want to do to now sing like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And there is such a confidence that comes with that. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we talked about how books are a, a a big piece of the VIP accelerator. You receive a book every month, you read through it in a month, and uh, and then we go over that section of reading on each week's call. And of course, at the end of the program, you've read many business books that I know for me, it's given me this like accountability because I buy all these business books and then they sit on my desk and I don't read them. So it definitely, uh, holds our feet to the fire for that. But out of the books we've read so far, which one's been your favorite and why?
0: Yes. I have to totally second that. It has forced me to read books not just like books, but personal development growth books for my business. And I am so thankful for that. Um, I actually loved the first book like the most. Um, and I think it's because of what we talked about. I had such a pivotal moment in my branding, um, and business journey where it was. So this is obsessed by Emily Hayward. She talks about in the book that, You know, what are you doing? Who are you serving? What is the purpose behind what you're doing? Because here are examples of brands that are really like pouring into um, being intentional with their purpose and what they're creating and why. And it goes to a deeper level than that. In this book, I felt like, especially to start like has, was an awesome book because it was, it was a lot of clarification for me. And then what we talked about is like, okay, what do I want to do? Who are the people that I'm serving? How can I serve them well? And um, that was probably one of my favorite books. Now I know that we've read a lot of others. I believe the second book we read, gosh, there was one that was very analytical influence. Influence.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at it over on my my book. That is a
0: good one. Now that is a good one from a person who like, I love some good psychology. I did a speech on color theory in college. Like I love the behind the scenes, how it works kind of thing. And that was like, definitely a good follow-up book of, um, okay, let's get you inspired with obsessed, right? Let's get you interested in what are you doing? Who are you serving? And then following it with that book of just kind of like, this is how it works in your head, Mm -hmm. in their heads, what, you know, and I've loved all the books, but um, yeah, I'd say Obsessed is probably my favorite.
1: Yeah. It's really cool to see how these brands that are just so trending Mm -hmm. lately that it, it, you know, it, it gives you the kind of the whole backstory of like, this is the need they saw in their industry. This was the solution they had to that problem. And then here's how we made it catch and take, you know, just go wildfire. And I think what it comes down in obsessed was really this idea of showing this personal brand and telling these stories of persons and people that are struggling with this X, Y, and Z problem. And this product provided those solutions, solution. You know, I thought it was so interesting because the majority of the ladies in the group, we are service providers and this book was completely focused on products, but yeah. yet we were <laughs> able to say like, I totally see how I could use this. And I think that was so cool for me to see too, because, um, while I'm trying to be very intentional about the books we pick, I think months ahead, um, I was a little worried because I thought, well, this is product based. And while we aren't product based, right, you know, and but that just to me reiterated like why you should be like looking outside of your industry for this inspiration, because I feel like you're going to be able to gain even more knowledge by doing that. And so yeah, I'm really glad you you mentioned Obsessed. And I do think it was a great book for us to start off the program with. But um when you think back to your time in the VIP Accelerator, what do you think are the benefits that you can kind of just like nail down that you can say, I gained this from being a part of this group? This
0: is another hard question because I feel like there, I mean, I could talk all day about this, honestly, because it has been, I've never done anything like this before. I've never, um, put the time and commitment into like a, a group like this before, because I, I was always like, well, do I have the time? Is it worth it? I don't know, you know, kind of thing. I could speak for days about this stuff. <laughs> um, it's been awesome. But one of the things that really been nailed down for me has been marketing myself as a service provider, coming at it as, you know, I am a freelance graphic designer, you know, I specialize in branding, I specialize in podcast design, I do full service campaigns, having that confidence to be like, this is what I do. This is the business that I want to grow, um, has been incredibly impactful. And because of that, I've been able to apply it to the things that I was struggling with in the first place when I first came to the VIP Accelerator, and I said, I want to grow my podcast, you know, and I don't know how or whatever. And now it's like I have the confidence and clarity to apply that to my podcast. It's been able to give me through batching and um, and really sitting down and creating a plan through the resources that you provided to then apply those to my podcasts mm-hmm. and to really structure and framework that whole thing around um, serving people through my services and also just my journey and how I've been doing things. And because of that, I've seen growth in my podcast and also an uptick and people being like, wait, what is this? This sounds really fun. Like this is your life, but this is your life living as a freelance designer, as a mom, as someone who does enjoy running and cooking and doing their finances, but also, um, you know, really nailing down my purpose and what I'm doing. And I think the VIP accelerator really helped with that. And that helped my podcast. Um, and then also my my social media presence and my my email marketing. So yes. social media presence. Like at first, I didn't really know how to show how much is sharing too much. What do I want to share? How do I want to show up online? How do I market myself? Because that can feel kind of weird. Um, and you've had awesome pillars and, and approaches and ways to, this is how you can share this. This is how we can do this to grow your business and introduce yourself to the community as this is what I do. Um, and so that's been really great. And then obviously, you know, email marketing, I didn't really, I did not quite understand the benefit of it. I knew that it was important, but that it can transfer into dollars, that it can transfer into connections with people, community. And the thing that I was really wanting to do, which was serve people through encouragement, motivation, and my services. And it was like, well, how do you do that? How do you connect with more people one-on-one email marketing, like mm-hmm. email marketing, um, and being able to really connect. So that has, I could go on seriously. So <laughs> how many well, things?
1: I, I think it kind of what we've summed up in, in these questions is that really there's a strategy there that maybe it was thought to have been there before, but it really opened your eyes to what works, what doesn't, like, what can you leave behind? Mm -hmm. What is worth spending your time on every single day or every single week and how that moves the needle. And then the things to toss, because I definitely feel like that's the experience and expertise that I'm able to bring to the table because I spent the time trying these things and going, yeah, is this really working? No. Okay. Well, I'm going to stop doing it. And then now I can tell others like, yeah, this doesn't really work. Um, So I I do think you really kind of summarize it by saying there is a strategy now that otherwise wasn't there before and allowing you to, to come through and show that person and that personality that you have freedom now to show Uh, it's not just like, Oh, I have to keep business and personal life separate. Like, no, it's all, it's all part of it and it's all together. So Brooklyn, if someone is listening to this episode or watching and they are considering the next round of VIP accelerator, what would you say to them? It's worth it. (laughs) It's worth it.
0: And you know, I was scared to commit to, to doing this, weekly to doing it for multiple months excuse me it's been in those multiple months that now I'm sad that it's coming to an end because Mm -hmm. it almost takes this long to kind of grow this community and to learn these things and start applying these things and testing these things and, and talking with you and talking with the other women um it's worth it like the time put into it the energy and all of that stuff is, is, is worth it at the end of the day. Um, like I said, like we've talked about, you know, it grew so much, um, my, just my confidence and clarity on what I was doing. And I would say, my husband would say, even if that happened, it was worth it. Even if I was able to now take the tools that I have and move forward, like I wouldn't have had that. I, I just wouldn't have had it anywhere
1: else. And so I'm, I'm thankful for it and it's worth it. I'm so glad to hear you say that, and. It wouldn't be an appearance on the Selfish Podcast without me yeah. able to ask you, how do you like to be selfish? And I always like to give the <laughs> preface by saying this is, of course, in a positive light of how you practice <laughs> self-care. So, Brooklyn, yeah. how do you like to be selfish?
0: Yes. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, because I am such a worker bee, is I, I love to get away. Um, and yes. I don't mean that as in vacationing, although vacationing is wonderful. Um, <laughs> what I mean by that is I like to have quiet time. I like to have solitude. Um, my faith is very important to me and getting alone and getting quiet is very important to me. And so that can kind of take form in many different ways. Usually in the warmer weather, it's running or walking. Um, When it's colder, you know, it's quiet time at night. But I I really try to be intentional with taking a step away, whether that be from work, from being a busy mom, from doing things like that and really getting alone with God and um, with my thoughts and not even necessarily like working at all. And I know that can be challenging, but really, Mm -hmm. truly disconnecting. Um and I found that running's a great way because as you're physically running, you really can't be like you're <laughs> you're exhausted. You can't really be thinking or trying to do other things like you're right. just like I'm just right here in this moment. Um so yeah, just getting away. Yeah. What's next for you? So many things. Like it's one of those things where it's like now I have all the information like it's time to apply it all. Yes. Um yes. I'm yes, I'm so excited. So I am because of everything, because of um, the growth that I've seen, and um, just my confidence and clarity with everything, I'm my capacity has expanded, and I'm I'm taking on um, more client work and open to client work and finding client work and doing stuff that that helps people and provides like a service for people and my art for people and things that I really feel passionate about, you know? Um, it is no longer, I feel like this, uh, I have to work to make an income or whatever. It's like, And thanks to Obsess, thanks to so many things throughout this course is it's like, okay, I'm showing up to provide something for people that I feel like they need and I want to help them and I want to make it pretty and I'm here. And so the next steps for me are definitely expanding on that, nurturing that, building connections with clients and nurturing those clients. I'm very excited for connection um, there. And then also with my podcast, it's it's growing and I'm excited um, to have more guest stars and to talk more about this journey because it's growing and changing all the time. But the one thing I love about my podcast and, and my brand and everything is it's just like, here's me doing the thing every day and this is what it looks like. And here's what I've learned and here's what works and doesn't work. And um, so, yeah, I'm just excited to continue to create create art, work with clients, make some helpful
1: resources. And as a client of Brooklyn's, I can attest to (laughs) the fantastic work that she does. And I truly give her a vision. Uh, I've, I've obviously worked with many designers in the past, and I feel very confident in my direction. She always takes it to the next level, though. Like I, I feel very good. Like, okay, this is what I want. This is how I want it executed. And she then takes it a couple of steps further. And that to me is the sign of a true professional. So if someone's listening and they want to work with you, how can they contact you? Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you, goodness. <laughs> um, I will say I do love that as well as like someone will give me a task, right? And I look at it as a problem um, or a solution to a problem. How can I solve yeah. this problem? Yeah. I always mm-hmm. love that. But I do love to make it because I love the the interaction of someone who's like, you know, you made my brand and it's everything to me and this means so much to me. And like sprinkling that on top of like, here's some extra stuff. Here's what I think. Here's what can help um, in providing my expertise and talents and um, who I am as a person to their brand to help them, you know, elevate it. And yeah, I, I love that. And seeing their reaction and response, like, it's what I live for. I love that stuff. Mm. Um, But, yes, if you want to connect with me, totally can. BrooklynBeckerson.com. That's where everything is hubbed. That's where everything is at. So you've got um, connection services with me there, my portfolio, who I've worked with to connect with me. Um, and as well as the podcast is there and some digital resources are there and everything's just kind of housed there. My story's there, my testimony. And I just really, as the VIP accelerator, it took the, you know, went through the course and all that stuff. I am the, like, this is me and I provide services and I'm also a person and the human who, has feelings and emotions and goes through journeys and walks of life too. And so everything is housed there. Um, So you can work with me, you can hang out with me, you can learn about who I am, anything like that, brooklynbeckerson.com.
1: I'm so proud of you, Brooklyn. And I just want to end the conversation by saying that because of course, whenever students start this program with me, I have an idea of where I think they should get to and I see a vision or a need in an industry and say like, you could fill this need. And I'm so proud of you because you have truly been such a good student in that manner because If I give you feedback, you genuinely, you ask questions about it. You truly want to know more. You want to dive in and then you listen and you actually take action on that. And I think that to me is a sign of why you've had such a good experience out of it. Why you've gotten so much because you truly went into it with an open heart and said, like, I I want to pour into this, just as you said. And um, I think that is why you've gotten such a good uh, return. So, uh, thank you for that because that makes my job fun. It makes (laughs) this experience, uh, so worthwhile, but I I do want to just say, I'm proud of you and thank you for sharing your story and, um, and your message with us today. Well, thank you so much. Yes. I, I am very
0: honored and thankful to have participated in this. I mean, truly. And like you said, I mean, it is, it has changed how I viewed a lot of things. And so I'm forever grateful for that. So thank you, Ali.
1: Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.